Welcome to GLT's All Good Local Tips with Caroline Wilson and Corey Perkin. All thanks to Red Energy. They're powered by Snowy Hydro and 100% Australian electricity and gas. Call 131 806 for real Aussie energy. Hi everyone, welcome to our Don't Shoot the Messenger special episode GLT, which stands for Good Local Tip. And we have a few. Caro, we do. What's Corey? yours? Can I kick off on the personal maintenance uh, issue? Are we going to talk about po- uh, We're not going to talk again? about toes and pedicures. I've given up on that. However, do you uh, get your eyebrows tinted? You probably don't, do no, you? No, I don't do anything girly like that. No toes, Ooh. no moustaches. That is so no not No eyebrows. You get blow waves. I, oh, I get blow waves. Yeah, well, that's girly. <laughs> um, anyway... People who get their eyebrows tinted are really struggling at the moment. Can I just tell you that? Absolutely struggling. So, and you can't go and do things. You can buy wax strips if you're missing waxing, but I was at an absolute dead loss as to what to do. So I've got two suggestions. This comes from Ruby, who is the daughter of Anna from the op shop. She has heard about the thousand hour eyelash and brow dye. It's a kit You can get it in black. I think it comes in other colours too. It comes from Chemist Warehouse. Corrie, you know, have you heard of eyebrow queens? Do you even get your – do you get your eyebrows – do you pluck your eyebrows? No, I don't do anything like that. I'm not – really, I'm not being smug when I say that. I wish, I wish – it – I, I don't have very long eyelashes. I don't, I'm not very hairy. Uh, I would love to have lovely thick eyebrows. They're hardly there. My mother used to say, oh, the fairies have painted them on. Well, they could have given me a few more. <laughs> I, had, I liked my eyebrows, but I stupidly plucked them away when I was 12 and they never came back. So, look. A common um, thing in the early 70s, Carol. I have yes, to tell you, I know. Oh, that dreadful thin eyebrow look and they've Just never as we come were, back. And we, when we were wearing treads, those terrible shoes made of car tyres. Well, I'm told by my friend Ruby that even though it says to leave this stuff on for three minutes, leave it on for longer. It also works on your eyelashes. Do you ever get your eyelashes tinted? No. No. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't. No wonder you run your own business. You've got so much time on your hands. (laughs) Anyway, so that is a tip from uh, Chemist Warehouse. It's called A Thousand Hour Eyelash and Brow Dye. Can't you just use it? Can't you just use a pencil? But it lasts, you know. There's another one that comes from Maybelline. The Channel 9 girls told me about this. It's a gel. You can order it online from Maybelline. You leave it on. Sorry, go on. You leave it on for 20 minutes and it lasts about three or four days. I was going to say, I am a. I've always been a huge fan of Maybelline. Well, I, have I really too. am because you know how often you something will break, like a blusher will break, or in your handbag usually make a mess, or you lose a lipstick. If you buy stuff from Maybelline, which is good quality and it doesn't cost a bomb, yep. if you lose something a couple of months later, or you drop it and the glass shatters, or whatever it is that you've bought, uh, it's not such it's not such a bad feeling to be honest because it hasn't cost you so much money. They're, Carol, they're my eyebrow tips. Can I just tell you? You spoke about Netflix and some good stuff you've been watching lately in uh, 123rd episode, and you mentioned the Valhalla murders. Do not. Under any circumstances, watch Love Wedding Repeat. You will be tempted because it's set in Italy. It's set in Rome. It is trying to copy Love Actually. and It's trying to copy Four Weddings and a Funeral. There's even a character in a kilt. It stars – two of the stars are from – and so you'll be tempted to watch it for this very reason. Two of the stars are from, um, you know, what's his name? Ross. 
Uh, oh, Poldark. Poldark. M- <laughs> One word, Ross, and she gets it. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> remarkable. George Warleggan is one of the main characters. He plays a coked-up former lover. And the – what's her name? Mul- Demelza. Demelza is um, the bride in the film. It is so bad. It is badly written. It just fails on every level. Why is this a GLT? Well, oh, to avoid. Because you'll be looking at Netflix and you'll see the Will title I? Love oh, Wedding no, I'm repeat. in Iceland at the moment. I'm not going anywhere No, but else. you know when people see the word wedding or love, it's why they call films Four <laughs> Weddings and a Funeral and Muriel's Wedding and My Best Friend's Wedding and anyway, don't watch it. Okay. Carol, I've got a couple of tips for you of things to watch. Shakespeare was born – actually, he died as well in April. So he was born in April, date unknown, 1564. And uh, over the years as an arts reporter, you can imagine I saw a lot of different Shakespeare performances, some really good and some really shocking. But a shout out to the Bell Shakespeare Company, who I know is, which I know is having a really tough time, as all arts companies are at the moment with this virus. But Sir Ian McKellen came out to Australia a few years ago and performed in King Lear. And it was one of the most remarkable performances I have ever seen. I found a YouTube the other day. It's fascinating. Sir Ian McKellen talking at the Oxford Union in conversation, if you like. And the topic is Shakespeare on old age. How did Shakespeare do old characters? And Sir Ian McKellen talks about this. It's fabulous. If you're missing a bit of culture in your life, if you love going to plays and performances at theatre, this is one for you. So just YouTube Sir Ian McKellen and Shakespeare and probably old age and you'll find it somewhere. And I wanted to mention also a podcast, which you mentioned before, Anna from the Op Shop. Her sister Julie contacted me and put me onto this, the India Hicks podcast. India Hicks was actually one of Princess Diana's little flower girls, but now she's a woman in her 40s. She's a style queen. Her mother, Pamela, is the daughter of Lord Mountbatten and Edwina Mountbatten, and she is now 90. And India Hicks has done a series of interviews with her mother they are outstanding we'll just have a little listen to the first one you were going to tell us a story about your mother who you described as a wealthy woman she inherited her grandfather's fortune when she was 21 so my mother suddenly from having had a very miserable childhood suddenly is launched into the world as a rich young flapper from the 20s And she makes use of it. She falls in love with my father, and he falls in love with her, but he's a naval officer. And if you marry a naval officer, all you do is say goodbye, darling. So she was not good at being alone, didn't want to be alone. She had what in those days they called ginks, which were the admirers that essentially flirt, flatter, but don't compromise. Flirt, flatter, but don't compromise. It's a T-shirt. It's wonderful for the Me Too age. Fantastic. Uh, Keep going. I've never heard of a gink. Uh, no. So um, she had all these boyfriends, but they took it rather seriously. And, of course... It was only if they took it seriously that they really, really put the pressure on the flirting and the flattering. So she encouraged them to take it seriously, knowing that it wasn't going to be consummated at all. But there was one moment that I loved the idea. 
My mother returned from shopping one day, and she was met by the butler, who says, Mr. Larry Gray is in the drawing room. Mr. Sanford is in the library. Mr. Ted Phillips is in the boudoir. Settle Portago's in the ante room. I don't know what to do with Mr. Molyneux. <laughs> was this while she was married? Oh, yes. And did her husband mind? He was at sea. No, actually, mercifully, my father had no jealousy, not, not an iota of jealousy in his makeup. And he wanted her to be happy. So, incredibly, if she was happy with all these gorgeous young admirers, uh, let her have them. He didn't mind a bit. How gorgeous is that? I've never listened to it, and you've tipped it before, but now is the time we have to listen to it. You mentioned Shakespeare, your old friend and sparring partner. Is his name Peter Craven? Yes, Peter Craven. Yeah, he's written um, in The Age this week about some unbelievable Shakespearean productions dating back to, I think, um, King Lear in the 40s, uh, John Gilgood productions, Paul Schofield, all these great actors. Um, Anyway, he's gone through some of the best. You can get them all now. And you can listen to them all as audio plays. It's fantastic. And because um, we can't go to the theatre. In fact, I'm a friend of mine, Zoe, uh, Ned's girlfriend and I were going to do this on Sunday and we completely forgot. It was um, the Red Line Theatre oh, yes. company in Sydney. They did a reading yes. of their new play. With, they got um, Alec Baldwin to Alec do it. Alec Baldwin did it, yes. he read He read one of the parts that he's done many times on Broadway from his Hampton sitting room. One of the actors read from Melbourne, one from Sydney, and um, my friend Katie listened to it or watched it absolutely brilliant. It, it is a must. I think we should all start accessing theatre via uh, any sort of social media challenge. Jane. Karen Corey, we've also got a GLT from Blue Mum on Insta. We love getting all of your uh, GLTs as well. Saying a kind of GLT, Sir Patrick Stewart. Does yes, that name Yes, yeah. he was in Star Trek. Aha. Um, using the hashtag a sonnet a day, he's obviously reading sonnets. So Blue Mum is recommending checking out Sir Patrick Stewart's A Sonnet A Day. Just use that hashtag. Apparently the voice is OMG. Oh, how gorgeous is that? Well, <laughs> I interviewed Patrick Stewart once on 3AW and um, I, when I referred to um, Star Wars friends, I called them nutters and he was absolutely horrified. Hang on, Star Trek or Star so, Wars? Sorry, Star Trek. It was Star Trek. He was in Star Trek, the remake, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I said, now these nutters, the Trekkies, and Trekkies. he said, I don't like you referring to these. <laughs> anyway, it was oh, just... good on him, telling, putting you back in your box. I get the feeling you were slightly out of your depth doing an interview about sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, will, Corey will not find that surprising at all. Thank no, we, you, we're going to mention some books that we love, good, good book club books. But, Caro, I just wanted to share this with any listeners who might be sharing the same thing as I. As you know, I'm having terrible trouble at the moment settling with a book because our business is kind of doing a 360 in its identity. We've become a delivery van service. It's very odd times for us, and I'm having a lot of trouble sleeping and reading. And I came across Susan Hill, who's one of my favourite writers. She wrote this little piece in The Spectator. And, of course, she's in England and she is in complete ISO over there. And she says, Restlessness has come over me in quite unexpected ways. I found it hard to settle to a book. 
I flit from one to the other, reading a page or two, maybe a couple of chapters in the dilemma of the three bears who tried different chairs, beds and bowls of porridge before finding one that was just right. This is ridiculous. This is not like me. But in the end, there is always an answer and I found my just right in W. Somerset Maugham. And she goes on to say how she read, reread The Painted Veil of Human Bondage, The Razor's Edge. You and I love Somerset Morn. Can we just yes, leave that as a tip I haven't to our, read him for years. I did not even think about this until about him. I haven't thought about him for ages when customers have been coming in lately saying, oh, I want a good comfort read. I didn't think of Morn. And, of course, Susan Hill. I love that because that's exactly how I feel. I just have to find my Somerset Morn. So we were going to, you and I were going to give our tips about our three favourite all-time book club books I can't choose three I have a list of about 20 and we have to remember of course that what makes a good book club book is different to what makes a good book it's quite different you know Oh, you've got to enjoy reading it. That's well, the yes, same. but sometimes you can just Good write a beautiful, a, yeah, a beautiful book that's beautifully read. There's not a lot of plot and there's not a lot to discuss. A good book club book is something that has themes and issues, I well, think. Well, given that we don't want people to get inundated, why don't you pick three and I, you can do three more next week? I, well, I could do them for the rest of the year, really. I'm just going to say three that came to mind, quick sticks, as you mentioned this topic this morning. Home Fires by Camilla Shamsi, which I've talked about before, came out a couple of years ago, won the Women's Prize of Fiction. The Goldfinch by Donna Tart. And for an Aussie one, I have gone Crimes of the Father by Tom Keneally, not a well-known book of Tom Keneally's. It came out about five years ago, and it's to do with abuse in the Catholic Church. Very topical, beautifully handled with a priest, a good guy priest who is on the precipice of if I dob in my colleagues I will go down or do I remain quiet and keep rising up the ranks of the Catholic Church I'll say no more it's a fantastic book club book having those interviews with George Pell and Andrew Bolt been fascinating me off I have to say oh now he's saying the police have got a was suggesting a vendetta which went down very well with Graham Ashton not Corrie they're great recommendations look I've got to mention again Crossing to Safety by Wallace Stegner, one of my favourite all-time books. Um, the we, transit our book club of, voted, voted that the best, didn't we? We did. Yeah. The Transit of Venus by Shirley Hazard, one Love of my favourite all-time books, and Tender is a Night by F. Scott Fitzgerald, which would almost be one of my top ten books I've ever read ever. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good choice. We should do this each week, actually, because I know potties out there are keen to read old favourites, so we'll keep doing it. I just wanted to mention before we go, Cara, my tip for exercising at home. I have a new friend. Her name is Adrian. Yoga with Adrian. She lives in Austin, Texas. She has. She's really sweet. She's not over the top with all the yoga kind of terminology or woody boobity. There's a bit of, because she's a good southern girl, there's a bit of, y'all, sit down now. But can she see you? But she's great. No, of course. She's on YouTube. Well, no, she well Zoe's got you. one and I heard her telling it's her like off the other mother, day. It's like my mother playing bridge with Omar Sharif. And I said, Mum, it's an app. Like, it's not. It's an app. No, it's no, on your computer. Zoe's one was telling her off the other day for doing... For oh, no, well, I've done live yoga. I did live yeah. yoga on Sunday night with Maggie. So if any of you would like to look up Ocean Beach Yoga, you can join Maggie and me probably on the couch. We can see each other. It's a Zoom kind of meeting thing. It's really lovely if you can't get to the yoga studio. But if you just suddenly... If Maggie doesn't have a session because she's doing two a day or your local yoga studio is not online at that moment at three in the morning when you want to do a yoga workout, find Adrian 
or Adrian, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian, I think. Anyway, just yoga with Adrian and just put in Austin, Texas, and up she pops. But do you ever just spit the dummy and leave halfway through? Or oh, apparently people do. Apparently well, people I'm get up and <laughs> sure they do go to the toilet. Oh no, I would never do that. I'm going to try online bridge this week. Yeah, well, find a find. Oh my Sharif, Mum used to love playing with well, you. Well, I think I can play with. She used to say, my... "Oh my, beat me again." I got Mum. It's not. First of all, he died. If you, no. I thought he was a backgammon champ. He was. I, I, can, he bridge. can do both. He could get, you find that could be your homework, Kara. See if there's still the Oh my Sharif play bridge with Omar. Well, I'm told I can play with my normal bridge group. Can I just show you what your best bridge tip is in this magazine? So the Spectator, rather right wing. English-based magazine, but I read it because it's important and the writing is often beautiful. The film reviews are just They have the best bridge section. They have a bridge columnist whose name is Susanna Gross. Bridge people I know swear by her. Now, I don't understand the lingo. Can you leave me that page or can I photograph it? I don't understand the the lingo at all uh, around this. Uh, West leads the hearts queen. You have a club and two diamonds to lose, so you need to avoid losing a spade. I don't know what you're avoiding, but hey, I'm going to rip it out and give it to you. There's my present to you today. I have registered online. Do you want to know my bridge name? Oh, Patsy. No. Caro Clubs. <laughs> it wasn't my Gee, idea. That's exotic. I know. It was. Very... Why didn't you go for your porn name? It sort of rolls your do- off. Your first dog and your first street. Tabby Page. No. <laughs> Why not Tabby Page? Or mine. Min- Min- what was mine? Minty Centre. That's right. Oh, that's very weird. Very that cracks weird. you up every time, Jane. I know how to make you smile. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Caro, for your GLTs and for Jane. And if you do have a good local tip for Caro and I, we would love to hear hear your good local tip because we are starting to dredge up old stuff as you can tell we're starting to go a bit crazy here things have really gone from bad to worse Corrie thank you and don't shoot the messenger everyone thanks for listening to Caro and Corrie's GLTs if you've got a good local tip we'd love to hear from you you can email feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au or join us on Facebook and Twitter it's all for red energy Powered by Snowy Hydro, Red Energy are a leader in renewable energy. They're 100% Australian electricity and gas. You can give them a call on 131 806 for real Aussie energy. Thanks for listening.